Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 30th of May and the 5th of June 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. Been in an incredibly busy week for research with a number of preprint studies. There have been 12 new MECFS studies and 21 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in detail. Paper 8 looks into heart rate variability, HRV, indices in major depressive disorder, MDD, and chronic fatigue syndrome due to the overlapping symptoms and to help differentiate between these two conditions. The study used 49 patients with MDD and 44 with CFS and 46 healthy controls. Here, electrocardiograms, EGC, were used to calculate the high-frequency and low-frequency output of the spectrum produced in the ECG. The ECG was recorded at three intervals, rests during a cognitive task and post-task. The data was connected and analysed, looking at the relationship between low-frequency, high-frequency, low-frequency plus high-frequency, low-frequency divided by high-frequency, and heart rate collected from the HCG. These are known as heart rate variability indices. The study found that heart rate variability indices showed both a range of similar and different profiles in the two conditions, which can help aid diagnosis. Both conditions showed evidence for autonomic dysregulation. For example, high-frequency heart rate was recorded at rest with both conditions compared to controls, but high-frequency heart rate was lower in MDD than CFS. Low-frequency heart rate and low-frequency plus high-frequency at rest were low in MMD compared to the other two conditions. Both conditions showed a reduced response during the task of all heart rate frequency studied, suggesting a difficulty shifting from rest to attention. Both conditions showed an excess increase in high-frequency heart rate during the task. Results indicate that overall heart rate variability reduction at rest may support a diagnosis of MDD. High frequency reduction was found in CFS but with lesser severity. Heart rate variability services were experienced during the task for both disorders but results suggest that a CFS diagnosis is supported when the baseline heart rate variability is not reduced. Statistical methods using heart rate variability indices allowed the two disorders to be differentiated between the 91% accuracy for MDD and 100% for CFS. This is a neat small study which allowed results to be collected in a short amount of time. It is reassuring to see a study which uses biological measures to clearly define between these two conditions. The study is hard to read in the respect of all the acronyms but does give good descriptions on the effects of high frequency and low frequency. For example, high frequency represents the control of heartbeats and blood flow in response to breathing movements. It is unfortunate, however, that they use the Fukuda criteria to diagnose those with CFS, which is heavily criticised when used in research. For example, problems with Fukuda criteria include post-exertional malaise is not compulsory, which leads to misdiagnosis and it's not easy to read on a clinical level. Furthermore, in the study, there's no mention of ME and just chronic fatigue syndrome or CFS is used. Also, it's slightly odd that all participants 
were noted to have no history of neurological or cardiovascular disorders or any other psychiatric disorders. In MECFS, we know that orthostatic intolerance, or POTS, is highly prevalent. So it's unusual that they found a sample with no cardiac conditions. Furthermore, this is often a symptom in, listed in diagnostic criteria. Therefore, it is interesting that autonomic dysfunction was not more pronounced in the findings. There are a number of ways the study could be improved as not a full medical record and clinical profiles taken. So it would have been interesting to see the link between symptom severity and heart rate variability in CFS or even to illness duration. The study clearly treats MDD and CFS as two different conditions which need to be differentiated between. Therefore, it's disappointing to see that the common heart rate variability abnormalities which were observed leave the authors to conclude that there may be common pathophysiological backgrounds in the two conditions. You may also be interested in reading this week. Paper 1, which looks at the three overlapping conditions, MECFS, Gulf War Syndrome and Fibromyalgia, finding that all three are associated with altered pathways in energy and lipid metabolism. The study highlights how metabolomics can be used to help unravel these illnesses. And metabolomics is the study of all chemical reactions at cellular level. And these are large-scale, data-heavy studies. You can find more information on our website on what metabolomics are. This preprint paper is authored by Carl Morton, who is funded by the ME Association. Paper 2 analyses the lived experience of people with ME-CFS during the COVID-19 lockdowns. The authors have provided us with a short, easy-to-read version of this research, which you can find at the bottom of this week's roundup. The first author, Dr. Porsche, is very happy for anyone to contact her about this piece of research and furthermore is recruiting currently for a new project examining medical stigma and the use of social media in the MECFS community. Paper 9, which is a review of what we know about the similarities and differences of MECFS and long COVID. The review compares the pathophysiology of the two conditions and details how strong the evidence is for certain abnormalities. Large amounts of information are tabulated in this review, so it's easy to get a quick understanding of this research, and it's definitely worth a look at. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be away on a holiday next week, so the research roundup will be taking a break. Mm-hmm.